Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome and good evening to episode 17 of the Agree to Disagree podcast show where we discuss current events, politics, and pop culture. Guys, like I say every week, we are live currently on Facebook on my personal page and on the at Agree to Disagree show page and, of course, uh, YouTube Live. And after the fact, this will be available later on this evening or tomorrow morning in audio format on podcast everywhere where you get your podcasts including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, sorry. Um, so, guys, as I say every week, drop by, say, put your comments, just to say hi, be nice, don't be nice, hopefully you are nice. Um, ask your questions just to say hi, whatever you want to do, whatever whatever rattles your chain or tickles your fancy. Uh, guys, my guest tonight is uh, the host of the Ange TV show. He's a local Montreal YouTuber influencer. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit more in, in, into detail on that. Uh, so everybody give a round of applause and welcome my Montreal show podcaster, Angelo Perella, to the show. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? What's going on, Ange? Not much. Let me do my clap that I do every podcast. I have to tell you, before first of all, thank you for being on my show. No problem. And, and I feel I feel honored because you were telling me prior we were having a chat off off the air, and that yeah. you don't do many of these shows. That's so right. um, I, I really appreciate you being on. I, I and the reason why I'm I'm not gonna um, just to let you know, I I'm a big and I've told you this as well. I'm a big um, big supporter of local talent. I think we 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 stand better if we work together yeah. as a unit. And support each other and, and market each other. So uh, that's why I wanted you on the show tonight. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit different. And, and you're going to see. So, Ange, thanks again for being on. And I love that clap. I love it. I watching your show. You know what? It's like everybody has their own routine. Me at the beginning, I do a nice clap. And that's positivity, right? You yes. know, I want to give a quick shout out actually to somebody. Mike Lucci, guys. Uh, he taught me about positivity. Just be positive. Do what you love. And the rest is just gonna fall like you're making a cake, right? It's gonna rise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you, it was you, was uh, you, was him, Mike Lucci, and yeah. me was the positive guys because everyone knows me. I'm too, I'm too, ne- I'm too negative. I'm too angry. Even though some people like me when I'm better angry. What <laughs> one of my one of my good friends, Tony Cheech, says, you know what, Lou? I love it. I love the angry Lou better than the, <laughs> the positive Lou. <laughs> Tony Rachel? Uh No, uh, Tony. Chichi, actually. Tony Chichi, okay. And yeah, no, because don't mix him up with Tony. And let's do a shout out to Tony Rachel. Let's hope he's doing okay. well. I think he is doing well. Um, and we were talking about him off air. Um, Ange. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to have you on the show because I find it fascinating what you do. Uh, so tell us, tell us the the genesis of your 
of your journey on YouTube. Uh, tell us the journey and tell us how many shows. Tell us everything. No problem, uh, Luigi. So, guys, uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Angelo Perella. I am the owner, a creator of the Ange TV show on YouTube as well as Instagram, guys. Um, the way I got started on YouTube, guys, it was during the pandemic. I like to call myself a pandemic baby because <laughs> I started everything during the pandemic. Uh, before, I was a very introverted guy. Like, well, I was very, like, outgoing, you know, clubbing, this, that, parties. Then I became very private in my late teens. And then all of a sudden, with the pandemic, there was something that awoke inside. And I said, let's do this social media thing, this YouTube thing. Let's try things out. So anyways, um, I was an eBayer, guys. I used to have a business. I used to sell sports cards, collectibles, autographs, whatever you could find in your garage that you could sell, you know. <laughs> happy. Even, the kitchen, even the kitchen sink. Even the kitchen sink. Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of like that kind of hustler in college and everything. I was always one of the business type guys. So uh, I did start on eBay and it was very successful. I went two to three years selling, selling. I became a power seller. I had a, a, a super eBay store. That's like this. It's like when you have the biggest eBay store possible. And uh, like I said, it was fun. I loved I had a passion for sports and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, we all know that running a business, okay, when you're a one-man show, uh, I mean, you got to do the taxes, the this, the that, uh, accounting, you got to go get everything. It's a lot of work, you know what I mean? And I said, at the end of the night, I was packaging the order because I was in shipping, right, obviously? Yes. So I said, look, there's got to be something else for me, you know? And by the way, guys, that isn't my main job. I'm, I actually work at the Montreal um, General Hospital and the, the Glen. I work in housekeeping. That is my full-time job, by the way. And uh, I decided, like, you know, I should probably finish this project and focus on another project. Now, keep in mind, guys, this was in late February, March, when I decided to start. Uh, stop, sorry. So when I stopped eBay, it was literally right before the pandemic. So in a way, guys, it was actually a pretty good move, right? Because my business could have easily went under with the pandemic and everything. Sports well stopped yes Luigi. Uh, maybe on the contrary you know maybe it would have gone on the up right because sales online haven't they gone up and or or you, my you're saying yeah. spending money on certain stuff that you really don't need is what you're saying yeah exactly and actually my friend who's actually awesome hobby i don't know if you know him his name is joey pizzuti maybe you know him but no. uh anyways he told me that the prices have been going up the cards anything collectible shot up yes. because the shipping is tougher now you know like with the pandemic and everything so, uh, but you know what? I was happy. I, I, I got, to, I, you know, I have a lot of my stuff still. So anyways, I changed and I said, you know, let, let's take it easy. I took a lot of time off, but then I realized I have way too much time on my hands. You know, like when you don't have <laughs> anything else, you come home for work and you're like, um, exactly. There you go. Uh, Dario Vitali said he works where Nick Wasina works, a comic duo. That's right. Uh, I did see Nick yeah. Wasina when he got hired. I was happy to see him, guys. I was really happy to see him. We actually made a couple of videos together when I was just starting off. So, uh, by the way, shout out to Nick Messina, Siciliano de Morial on Instagram. He did help me a lot. But anyways, guys, let's get into the YouTube now. So, so I want I want to, I just wanted to know, like, how, okay, let's put it this way. How did you manage to, what made you make this decision and... Tell us exactly what your niche is because it, it really interests me. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening today, not knowing where they want to go in life. Uh, you know, I, I asked my, my, my seven and 11 year old, what do you want to do in life? And they say, I want to be a YouTuber. 
then I try to sit them down, right, Ange? And this is why I, I'm going to be glad to show them this, this show. And as you're going to tell them, and you're going to help me tell my 7, 11-year-old, that it ain't easy no, doing what not. you... It's, it's not. easy so, to start a YouTube account, but to, yes. succeed, to get monetized, to get uh, recognition, oh, takes a lot. And tell us also, about that. There's also the ne negativity that comes in, the haters, the, the people that want to see you fail, there's that. But like I said, if you like what you're doing, that's the first step. If you like what you're doing, go ahead and do it. But there's something I got to mention. Consistency, mm -hmm. Luigi. And you know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start a YouTube account. It goes good. Go, you're getting views. You're getting stuff. But the question is, how long are you going to continue that? And everybody's looking for when you're going to stop or when you, there's going to be a little crack. You understand? Yeah. So it, consistency is what separates the boys from the men. In this, Absolutely. You know, yeah. So anyways, um, to answer your question, the reason why I wanted to do YouTube I, you know, I actually had a YouTube channel with my eBay business. Now, obviously, it didn't take off at all. It was just maybe 30, 40 subscribers. Uh, you know, you would get some people in the hobby that would come in. And it was mostly to promote my business, guys. It wasn't uh, to get uh, 10 million subscribers and get attention. It was mostly for promotional purposes. So I did have, already I knew how YouTube works a bit. So, and by the way, there's just so much to learn on YouTube, guys. You have no idea. I'm still learning, and I'm sure the big YouTubers will probably never even finish learning the amount of learning. stuff because they change stuff a lot, right? So, uh, and trends change too and stuff like that. But anyways, yeah. um, so I wanted to get on. I wanted to entertain people. I wanted to show them what I got. I, You know, I, I never said that I was a comedian, to be honest. I never came out and said, I am a comedian. I'm a funny guy. I like to be funny. I like to entertain things. I like to make little jokes, but I don't consider myself a comedian. I am an entertainer. Um, I, my first couple of videos were funny though. Like okay. I, my first video guys to like, and the reason why I started YouTube was because the coronavirus had started and I saw opportunity. I, I just, I had a lot of time on my hands too. So I saw the opportunity. I said, everybody's talking, like I'm talking about in March, right? Literally everybody yeah. was up with coronavirus stuff, coronavirus, this coronavirus, that. So I did five ways to stop the coronavirus, to stop the yes. spread. I saw that one, yeah. Oh, you saw it? Okay. Yes. Uh, did you see how bad the quality was and my background and just like Let, if I show you my first my first video, it's listen, we, like you said before, you're constantly learning, right? You're yeah. constantly making yourself better. We talked about that off air. And that's anybody that's hoping to be any type of content creator. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna start off having a one quality. Uh yeah. look, I'm I'm in my office here at home, right? Yeah. Soon, hopefully, I'll have my own studio, but that's that's for another day. Baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. So, 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 okay. So you started off there, mm -hmm. and then how did that how did that change? What what changed along the way? Okay, so uh, I started off with that. You know, it, it was okay. It got like decent views for a beginner, and this, that, whatever. Um, the thing is, when I started on YouTube, I did like most YouTubers. I had no idea there was networking, you know, networking with other YouTubers that have the, the same niche and stuff like that. Uh, like, you know, shout outs, you know, this big shout out thing, because a lot of YouTubers, how they get big is shout outs. So if a guy like yeah. Mr. Peace shouts you out, the odds are you're going to get maybe 500,000 subscribers. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he was able to get a guy to a million subscribers. He's like, get this kid to a million subscribers. He got him the, the plaque. The play button, a million yeah, subscribers. Yeah, the play button, yeah. And that's my goal. My goal, I want to start with 100K subscribers. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit, guys. You know, uh, it's crazy you've been at it for seven. He means seven months, not years, Kaden, please. But anyways, um, <laughs> he's one of my viewers. 
Yeah. Um, to get back to your question about the niche, though, my niche, I would say, is I, I deal with breaking news, current events, just very similar to your podcast, Luigi. That's why I found we have some good chemistry on air. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I do current events and breaking news, whatever everybody's talking about. I like to add my own spice and my own spice is technically my personality. I just, you know, I go with the flow. If this okay. guy wants to talk about that, we'll do that. If you want to play a game, we could play a game. I also do trivia. I do games. Um, I have a second channel also. It's called the Ange Hobby Show, which I'm building right now. That's going to deal with sports, co collectibles. Like, for example, I actually have here a Canadian coin collection, guys. I'm actually starting a coin collection now. That's interesting. And uh, it's going to deal with hobbies, collecting, uh, sports, gaming. So I'm trying to keep it separate from the Ange TV show. The Ange TV show is going to be more like a newscast. So I have my daily briefing, guys. It's okay. Monday to Friday, and i that's where I talk about all the news of the day. What about what also um, – correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you, during this show, or if it's if it's more of your – your other show that you you help other YouTubers navigating yeah. through YouTube. That's right. That's what I wanted to mention. Uh, okay. So basically, to get back with the timeline of my videos, guys, I started off making you know my own videos, story time videos. Like I, I used to say funny stories of back then. You know, like uh, when I went on vacations and the hotel was just garbage and like you know like little scams and stuff. Uh, my first date, you know, stuff like that that catches attention. Uh, then I saw that there's a huge market, okay, for helping out other YouTubers okay, yes. that are starting off in the same boat. So I said, why don't I do small YouTuber support? So I'll be like a support group. I'll make a support group for other YouTubers. And then it just really started to take off. You know what I mean? Everybody came in. Oh, I know this guy. One person would come in. He would bring in his friend. Uh, he would recommend me to other people. Now... There's the good and the bad. Like, I was getting a lot of subscribers and stuff, but you're also mm -hmm. attracting more trolls. Now, you know what a troll is, right, Luigi? Yes, absolutely. Of course. Oh, yeah, trust me. <laughs> I've had plenty of those in my day. Trust me. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, when you get these trolls, you know, like, some of them could make your life a living hell, let me tell you. But it's normal. When you're starting off on the internet, okay, wherever you are, YouTube, uh, Spotify, you get, you, yeah. there's no hiding. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you're going to start something on the internet, uh, especially if it's like you're, you're a social media influencer, stuff like that, you're going to get people that are not going to like you. And you're also going to get people that just want to mess with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're going to try and like, just like confuse your, your viewers, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So but I, I'm, it's something you get used to with time. Yes. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, just to, to, to add my two cents here is <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again, especially with you is, and I am going to, complete agreement with you is that when you make that decision to put yourself out there, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube, podcasting, you are opening up yourself to ridicule. Sure. Now, yeah. as I get older and I'm sure I'm older than you, Ange, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've made it a conscious effort that I, I listen to my, my, uh, my protege, my, my hero, Joe Rogan, wow. um, and I do not engage with negative comments anymore. I do not engage. I don't yeah. answer. I say, thank you for listening. And that's it. I don't engage anymore because it's not going to bring you anywhere. So if that's one piece of advice that I could add on to any of your people that are watching, any of your subscribers, or even to you personally, is do not engage. Or anybody that's hoping to get into the game or wanting to put you, guys, you have to 
understand that you are putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there to um, to potential ridicule. And don't let anybody stop you because of that. Don't let, yeah. because it's always going to be miserable people. And another thing, I just want to go back to what you said at the be, at the sure. beginning, which, the, the, guys, this is this is a huge inspiration, okay? And you, you mentioned something. You said that you were an introvert. Yeah. Okay? Now, going from that spectrum to where you are today, that's quite a leap, right? Putting yourself out there. And I've uh, seen you in action on the show, which you're clapping and giving advice and being happy and doing whatever it is. And that's a huge, that's a huge leap that you've taken. And so, so once again, it goes to show that anything is possible. That's right. Uh, like I said, I am an introvert, but end of the day, I have a lot of confidence too. You know what I mean? It's hard to break yeah. that confidence. Uh, I did have, you know, I had, a, I had a depression back in the day. So like there was something that went on with friends and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's bound yeah. to happen to you, uh, in life. I mean, if it didn't happen, it could very well happen. But, uh, and that's what I meant where I was very introvert after, like for a good two, three years, I just like didn't care about social media. And, and as a matter of fact, guys, okay, my Instagram, because I never thought Instagram was important, but guys, mm. Instagram is very important. Yeah. When you, you want to push a following, you want to get stuff out. A lot of people go on Instagram before it used to be Facebook. And I understand people still use Facebook, like you're simulcasting on Facebook, but nowadays Instagram is kind of the place to be, and it helps you a lot with YouTube. And that's what I wanted to tell you guys. Um, when you use Instagram, it's really good to uh, grow your YouTube because you could you could uh, shout out your video on your stories. You could put your link of your YouTube on your Instagram. Uh, you could get endorsements with companies. There's a lot of stuff to do. Actually, Nick Messina actually does a lot of that. He's mostly on Instagram. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, that uh, a lot of people uh, leave YouTube out. Did you notice that, Luigi? A lot of people yes, and, and, yes, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I used to. I, 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 I when I did my other podcast, uh, Nobody's Safe Here uh, podcast, I completely left out YouTube, mm -hmm. and now I said no, I'm not doing the same mistake. So I, as you could see, I, all my videos are there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow my business there, um, because it's so tough, Ange. Yeah. That's why it's so freaking tough. But the return on equity on YouTube is it's much more than, than Facebook. Yeah, for sure. It's a million even, times over. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I could understand why people will, will, will try everything but YouTube. Exactly. But the, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, you're devoting your time, right? So, uh, and you could be paying, you know, equipment is not cheap. I had to buy everything. This headphone, which I don't know what's going on. But anyways, I bought a <laughs> microphone. I bought, like, the computer I already had, whatever. But you know what I mean? All these little things you're going to invest, you want to get a bit of return on investment, right? And, you know, YouTube, it's a better way than Instagram. And, like, Instagram and Facebook, you need a lot of followers, my friend, to start making yes. money. Uh, yes. You're probably going to make more money getting uh, private endorsements and stuff like that than what Instagram is going to pay you. Uh, I don't know why they don't pay that as much as YouTube. Really, I don't because I know people that are really big that tell me they barely make any money. So, um, but yes, don't forget YouTube. YouTube is a good portfolio as well, guys. People are gonna check your YouTube. They're gonna go on YouTube. They're gonna type your name. They're gonna see if it comes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, th yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's it's it is a funny thing. God knows how the algorithms work. But the only way, for an example, uh, Instagram is that I know somebody, a friend of mine, his cousin 
was a had a huge following in um, men's fashion. Okay, I believe he was a fashion designer, or whatever, and he would always post pictures of him wearing different um, street wear. You know, uh, yeah, and basically, um, influ- basically, companies started sending him clothes and paying mm-hmm. him to do videos and pictures of them wearing their clothes on Instagram. Yeah, it's basically an endorsement. Yeah, And he's making a shitload of money. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I know. I know, I know somebody like uh, somebody that works at the hospital, a relative, uh, he, she made it big on Instagram too. So anyways, uh, I mean, she's a model and stuff like that. But let me tell you. Listen, you want to know, you want to be frank, uh, Luigi, you want to know the, the algorithm on Instagram? Yeah. I'll tell you right now what the algorithm is. Go ahead. Okay. A nice booty, a nice booty, and maybe a nice pet. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. And you will reach, you will reach that wall of Instagram because Instagram, what it is, it's a wall of photos and videos, right? Yeah. So that's pretty much the the algorithm, and maybe uh, some sports, and uh, then riots, maybe you know. Next. Well, (laughs) yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have the booty anymore at forty five years old. (laughs) So there you go. It's even more of a disadvantage. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to try to make it with uh, with my yeah. mind and my uh, gift of gab, as uh, as I say. Um, you ready to get into some topics? Yeah, no problem. Let's go right All into right. them. <laughs> Let's go right into them. Okay. Um, I, I chose a few stories this week, and uh, one that that uh, this one is gonna probably send me in a rage. And as you could see, Dario likes me better when. Uh, uh, shit, he works where Nick Messina is. No, he said before and I was an angry, mo- an angry motherfucker. Uh, so <laughs> uh, there was a. Uh, let me take out the article here. Yeah. Um. Give me a second. No problem. Here we go. So I'm not sure if you heard of this one, Ange. Uh, Whole Foods. Uh, well, since this started, retracted. But prior to. Um, prior to Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. uh, was banning their employees from wearing poppies. I heard about this on the news. Okay. Yeah. So l- let me give you my take, okay? Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Uh, World War One, close to mm-hmm. 60,000 Canadians died. Okay. World War Two, close to 45,000 Canadians died. You're going to tell me that a... American company in Canada bans your employees from wearing poppies. Needless to say how fucking revolting this is, how disgusting wow. this is. Um, and, and after they changed their tune, of course, after they got the, 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 uh, the, the backlash from God knows how many people, right? Um, so, so here... Less than a week before millions of Canadians are set to pay their respects to veterans by wearing a poppy, a national grocery store chain has banned its employees from wearing the symbol of Remembrance Day while on the job. Okay? Uh, But this is the best part. The company won't say why. So uh, my my question to you is, everyone is going to agree, I think, that this is totally out on left field and this is totally disgusting. Who the fuck sits around the table? Let's say if you have a couple of VPs of holes, holes, holes full, okay? Who who sits around the table and says, you know what, guys? I think it's a good idea. We shouldn't make our employees. We should ban them from wearing the poppy. 
a symbol, a symbol to pay tribute to the hundred and hundred close to hundred and five thousand Canadian soldiers that died during World War One and World War Two. A way to say thank you, and here's my show of respect to you. Ange, can you please tell me who, who, who where, where are these humans? Who are these people that make these decisions? I'm not really sure if they're human, uh, Luigi, to be honest. But uh, from what I read in the article, to be fair, they were saying that it was a, a safety thing because of the pin and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry. Bear with me. By the way, I oh, saw okay. one of the on the floor. But anyways, I find it disgraceful. Because, number one, poppy sales have been down this year. It's like the first year, and I don't know how many years poppy sales have been down, which is, okay, I understand uh, times are very rough. How much does a poppy cost, Luigi? Not much. You could give them whatever you want, Ange. Dollar, two dollars. A dollar, yeah. two dollars. Yeah. Think about what, what that soldier went through, guys. A lot of you guys don't know. I suggest watching World War II in color on, it, on Netflix, guys. Yes. Go see what these guys had to do, okay? And then you're going to see if you're going to spend that $1 or $2 to get these veterans some food, get them a roof over their head, a shower, some of them that they barely have any money left, some of them don't even have any family. And you're going to promote your company, your employees to not wear a poppy because it's not part of the uniform. To me, Luigi, okay, it's basically a power trip. They're just trying to put their foot down, and they don't want to see you wearing this. And they even said it was a, a religious statement, I believe, or a political. Which one was it, Luigi? Oh, I'm sure. They said the Whole Foods uniform consists of an apron, coat, or vest, a hat, and a name badge. A poppy does not comply with that policy. The company confirmed but did not provide a reason why. Come on, man. Seriously. You know, Seriously. Like, they were saying they don't want to start other movements. Like if they're allowed, it's a cause, they said. If they don't want them to do it, because then other people are going to do Okay, it's a cause. What if there's a cause for breast cancer? What if there's a cause? Like, I understand. You just don't want to help people? Like, you only you think know, about yourself. And God bless, you know, Ontario Premier Doug Ford said Friday he'll make it illegal for businesses in the province to prohibit employees from wearing poppies. You know what? Say what you want to say about Doug Ford. The guy's got fucking balls of steel. Thank you very much. Make it illegal for an employer to say that that it's not part of your of 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 your dress code. Are you serious? Are you serious? The fact that you even have a dress code, the fact that you even have any rights, is because those people, as you said before, that were in the trenches. Okay, and I can't even begin to believe what they've gone through and what they've done for our country. And what they still continue to do, and we're not talking about World War One, World War Two only. All these other ones that that have been in conflicts that have come back and that are suffering from from post traumatic uh, uh, PTS, and then the government leaves them out, basically dry, you know, cold and out the door, and then the you're gonna. We can't even allow them anymore. We're at 150 percent capacity at the Douglas. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's. To me, it's inconceivable that I'm still talking about this with you today. This is to me, it's inconceivable. They they change their stance after the fuckers, right? They change their stance. Of course, you get caught. Uh... But you know what? I looked at it in another different angle, Ange. I'm like, did they do this on purpose? They do it what on purpose. Luigi. <laughs> My theory is 
they, they do it on purpose just to get more, who knows, more traffic on the website. People are going to, you know, you know what? Might even... It's very possible because as we were talking about YouTube, the thing that gets views right now is attention grabbing stunts, right? Yeah. So it's very possible. This could be a very dark horse uh, type of campaigning or uh, advertisement, whatever you want to say, but it's really not cool, man. Like, seriously, dude, you got to be freaking low. I know people are losing their minds during this pandemic, but come on, man, you know? Well, you know what? It looks like some VPs and some marketing directors and companies are losing their minds as well. What they call it, the COVID brain? Is that what they call it? And then they said they donated $8,000 because it's Am Dario was saying Amazon owns it. It's true. Amazon yes. does own uh, wholesale food, uh, foods. They you donate $8,000. They're billionaires. They don't eight thousand. What is that? Uh, Popeyes to them. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. You know, we were talking off air again about public image of big companies like this. I cannot foresee. I, I cannot not understand how Whole Foods would say this is bad for pub for public image. How are they going to conceive? You know, perceive us. I don't know. I, I just. I, I can't believe that. I'm still coming across every Remembered State. There's always these type of stories. It's either that or another store is not going to allow them to sell poppies in their store. I, I don't get it. You know, like I said, some these of guys, man, they're very like now, especially with the pandemic, the legions guys, which you don't know what legion is, they represent the veterans, right? It's a committee. They don't have any money, man. Like think about the regular business don't have any money. Nobody, if, if nobody's making money where they work, they have no jobs. Yeah. Why? Like, uh, how do you expect them to pay? Like, you know what I mean? Now they're getting a lot of people got serb and stuff. I didn't get it because I work at the hospital, like you know what I mean. But the people that did get it, why didn't they buy a poppy? Like you have the money to buy it, you know what I mean? So it's like it's all it's all our not all our faults, but we all play a part in this. You know, we do. Yeah. We absolutely we absolutely do. And you know, I got to do a shout out to Dario Vitali again. Fort should be prime minister. Trudeau's a fucking douchebag who keeps fucking around with soldiers, pensions, and proper pay rate. Dario knows because he's a loyal listener and he's and he's a good friend. He's always there, and you know he knows how I always go off tangents about that. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I've seen Dario Vitali on Tony Richo's lives when he used to go live yeah. on Facebook, so I recognize him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my good buddy, who actually said, "See Tony Chichi," I was talking about him earlier. It says oh, some yes. American, yeah, some ex uh, some American executive who doesn't know what a poppy is messed up. That's it. Yeah, well, they yeah. don't, and they don't give a shit. That's the problem. Uh, there you go. You have an American company in Canada and can't even prohibit stick. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move uh, on. I want to give a quick shout out to Nathan, the Roblox gamer, uh, Rawl, and Martin Magic Videos, three of my supporters. Thank you for coming, guys. That's cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching and uh, jumping on on our show. Um, here's here's this this <laughs> this sounds this sounds crazy, guys. Okay, so let me put you into context, okay? Because we're not. It, it's tw just. Just to be sure, guys, it's the year 2020. Okay. <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna understand in a minute why, Andrew. Okay. Guys, <clears throat> the conservative government of Canada um wanted to try to pass a, a vote to ban conversion therapy. Now, for those of you who don't who don't know what conversion therapy is, it's basically um if you had a gay child um, back in the day, okay, basically they would try to literally beat the gayness out of you, right, Ange, for lack yeah. of a better term, yeah. right? Uh, somehow go see your pastor and they're going to convert you back into a straight heterosexual, okay? Yeah. So, and so 
Conversion therapy ban gets approval in principle and exposes the conservative divisions. Guys, it's the year 2020. <laughs> seven conservative MP MPs, seven voted against the bill. Two abstained and eight others made it clear they were supporting it only to grudgingly, only grudgingly for now. Former leader Andrew Shear, that other fucking piece of shit, <laughs> did not show up for the vote. So, if my math is good, seven, two, that's nine, plus eight is 17, 18, 18 MPs, 18 MPs either voted against or voted it because they were forced to, because as you know, there's the party whip in, in, in Canada, right? Um, against a bill that would ban conversion therapy. So, Ange, my question to you is, first of all, what does that say to the state of politics in Canada? What does that say to the state of humanity when you have 18 MPs that openly strike down or only because they're forced to, to ban conversion therapy? It's 2020, guys. Wake up. Wake up. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Like, why would that even be a question, right? Why would that even be a question to uh, to not get rid of it? I mean, I was actually, I read the article and uh, I was checking, I was doing a little research. I went on Wikipedia. That's where everybody goes. But yeah. they were saying that in the States, there's already a lot of states that are, do ban it. Is that correct, uh, Luigi? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, why is it even a question? You know, how, how can you allow somebody to force somebody to change their orientation and young, also minors, don't forget. Yeah. The minors, they were saying, are the ones that are the highly, um, what do you call it, most at risk of depression, suicide, alcohol abuse, drug abuse. And trust me, I know it firsthand because I actually have a viewer that was uh, a very young viewer, actually, and she was actually open enough to uh, tell us about her transition story. That's cool. And uh, she was nervous. She was very nervous of what her parents would say, uh, what people at school would say. But I would say she was more confident about doing it than her parents and everybody else. She was ready to do it. But it's mostly the society, right? Like the parents, the school, the this, the that. And I was really proud of her. She was able to do it. And uh, she did it on her own and everything. And I'm very, very proud of her. But like I said, uh, you choose who you want to be. I mean, you're born a certain way. Whether it changes in 10 years, 15 years, that's life. You know what I mean? So, But to force people to say that what they're doing is wrong, uh, it goes back, way, way back in religion. You know, like... Uh, oh, for sure. Like yeah. the church has a lot to do with this, right? The church is yes. like... What do you mean you're gay? What do you mean you're LGBT? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, there's no way. There's some. There must be someone thing wrong. You know, like this is stuff like that. You know. Um, yeah. It, it makes you. You bring up a great point. Uh, that it even once again that it even remains a question. But I'm really, I'm, I'm really concerned. And it's 2020, and you have, you have all these MPs that still have an issue with it. Um, when what what with what you said really struck home is that you have these these young because mostly. Of course, they're going to be young, young kids that are struggling with their sexuality, uh, that are struggling with with their humanity, whether struggling with whether or not they, they they feel like a boy or girl. The pressures of that's for another day, but the pressures of just you know 
this transgender thing and all thing, but let's leave that aside for a second, just in terms of struggling with their sexuality, whether or not they're gay and everything that encompasses that, everything that's surrounded around that. This, can you imagine the stress, the, the anxiety of a kid going to bed every night and not being able to tell their parents, not being able to tell their best friend. And then you have these fucking dinosaurs exactly. that in 2020 that are in government that are that are making legislation, voting for legislation, Ange. That I want to ask something, Luigi. Yeah. Um, what I noticed, well, I don't know if it's because I just know it, because I'm very, very um, behind in Canadian politics, but I've been noticing, okay, whenever there's an opportunity for the opposition to make a big stink, right away they're going to say something. Now the opposition is saying, you know, logo, why, why are you... Uh, why don't you close the schools? Like uh, keeping the window open in a classroom is no way uh, going to help the situation. They're, they're criticizing his decision to keep the schools open. So yes. they found out about him. It's like uh, everywhere you look, they find something. Uh, the opposition finds a, an opportunity to strike. You know? Oh, that's that's for sure. But that's just in general, right? And people are going to have a problem. But that's their job, right? Because they're gonna they're gonna have a problem with everything. And and you know what? I even have friends, uh, people that tell me that don't have kids, that say, "Why are the schools open?" Guys, think about it for a fucking second. Do I have to repeat myself again? I don't know how many times. Do yeah. you know the backlash and all the, the negativity that goes with closing schools? Do you know how much it affects the development of a child? Do you know how many more problems? What are the parents going to do? Are they going to go work with their kids are at home? They're going to send them to Gerderi. <laughs> Guys, I learn, man. Open your fucking eyes. Think about it before you say stupidity. It's easy to talk when you don't have kids. Right, and you don't have kids. Oh, I no. have kids. Okay, I know, and I could see the development. My kids were home last year when they closed school. Okay, my eldest son, both of them are pretty smart. My eldest son is an honor student. Okay, and I asked them, we were talking. I go, Alessio, I, I literally told him, I go, but yeah, it's like you're getting dumb. <laughs> oh. He goes, Daddy, I, I don't know. I, I asked him a simple math question, and he has a 90 something average in math. Okay, he literally gets, he couldn't solve a simple question. So basically, all to say, is that when you keep your kids away from them, how is that stuttering their development, mm -hmm. right? Their social interaction with their kids, all right? Now they're saying that they're thinking about closing schools again. Is that what you, you read that today, right? Yeah. Or So, or, Louis, let me get this straight. You're for keeping the schools open, right? Absolutely, at all costs. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's funny because I actually have a different view on this. Go ahead. Good, because we could um, agree to disagree, and that's okay. Like I said... I don't have kids, guys. I don't know how it is. Trust me, I'm far from that. But um, the way I look at it is, obviously, let's keep the schools open because, like you just said, you're, you're telling me, right, I have a direct source over here, okay? Yeah. A primary source, whatever. You're telling me that your son is clearly struggling struggling when he's a, normally an A student. All of yes. a sudden, he's popping 50s. Hello? Yeah. There's a problem. You know, like uh, something's not working. Uh, with the the Zoom or whatever it is, or the uh, the teachers aren't clear. There's disconnections. There's hackers. Uh, you know, it's a complete like you're forcing people that they, they were forced to do this. The kids to learn yes. online, so you're forcing them to say, okay, we're gonna do school, but this is how it's gonna be. It's a completely different. It's like at work when they're like, oh, but uh, you didn't train. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so um, you know, my kids are online schooling. Reno Varico said his kids are doing online schooling. Yeah, and uh, actually, Reno is is the one I was talking about today with the podcast studio. But uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to say more than that. <laughs> Let's see what that. What's up, Reno? Um, 
so so uh, they're thinking of uh so so dario says they're thinking of closing schools for another two weeks added to the two weeks of christmas that's what i heard as well so that they're going to add the two weeks in the summer and of mm -hmm. course the, the, the teachers are complaining about that but, okay listen you can't have your cake and eat it too but my <laughs> my point here is Ange, is yeah. that i i i i cannot say this enough guys you deal with it. If there is a school like they're doing now, if there's a class that has a case of COVID, you 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 quant you, you quarantine that they they have to stay home and that's it. Luckily, my kid's school hasn't had a case yet. Luckily, it's hopefully it stays that way. But if it does, we'll deal with it. But you cannot close schools, guys. There's too much affecting that. It's not just the school and the kids, it's their development. It's their social interaction. It's the parents that have to look after these kids at home. Not everybody can work from home, guys. That's true. Think about it. Just think before you say something. And yes, yes, Dario, I'm getting angry now. This is the angry Luke coming out. <laughs> All right, uh, Luigi, I wanted to just uh, expand on what I was saying about the... Listen, um, at first I was for, you know, we have to keep the schools open and everything. Then, I, you know, I see the numbers going up, right? I see the numbers going up. Yeah. Now, you could argue the malls are still open. The yes. businesses are still open. Yes. Right? You could argue that. You could argue yes. that the cases are going up because of all those other things that are open. Yes. Um, but the fact is that the restaurants are closed. The big events are closed. Most things with gatherings are closed. You're not, you're not allowed to go see people. People still do. That's, to me, one of the major problems. It's also the schools. The It's a vector. Let's be honest. It is a vector of the virus. That you cannot deny. It's a vector of the virus. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Um, I actually saw someone that I work with that told me, oh, yeah, I saw him. He was with his daughter. He's like, yeah, I had to get her tested because a student went to school. She had the COVID. <laughs> she didn't want to tell anybody. What do you think? You think somebody who has COVID, uh, let's say a 13-year-old girl, is going to go and tell her friends, I have COVID. Yeah. Uh, she, she's going to go to school because she wants to go and see her friends. She doesn't want to be exiled. Yeah, because she has COVID. So that's where I see the problem. Uh, now, the most important thing, though, that they're saying, they're, they're talking about the ventilation, okay? Most of the schools don't have proper ventilation. Yes. Whether it's the EMSB, whether it's the Lester B. Pearson. Now, EMSB. Uh, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. So yeah. what's, 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 what's the common link there? Now you're going you're to get me off on another tangent. Who doesn't, who doesn't have the money? Those two school boards you said. Lester B. Pearson and EMSB. Are they English or French? Just, just uh, answer my question. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay, yeah, go, uh, move on. Uh, okay, yeah, exactly. Well, that's a bigger problem. Uh, with We don't get money for education. We'd rather have $5 million in the OLF than uh, money. Gosh, I mean, now, now, now. That's, okay, another, now. that's a whole other can of words. My blood's boiling, Ange. My blood's boiling. Like okay, I said, go. with the cases going up, the ventilation, like they'll probably have to install new filters or anything. That's probably going to take time to do, right? Money yeah. also, but... So I think what he's trying to do now is he's trying to freeze everything, say that, okay, it's going to be – it. you know what? We're not closing the schools. It's going to be the vacation. That's what he's saying, the vacation. Let's just yeah. extend the vacation. He's buying time, guys. Let's be honest. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to buy time, and then you know what he's going to end up doing? Oh, two more weeks. Two more weeks. Another month. Just like this lockdown. It's, what, three, four months now? Yeah. So I, I don't know if he's gonna stick to the, the the extra two weeks, guys. I don't know. Two weeks goes away like this. A year almost right like this. Who knows? Listen, uh, this this now just open up a can of worms because you can't be selective in terms of what businesses 
could be open or closed. And because you know what? You close the cafes, you close the restaurants that invested in money to make it safe, and then you close them down again, and the numbers are still going up. So they're not the fucking problem. They're not. Yeah. On the contrary, they'll probably be part of the solution. I say, I say, take care of the vulnerable. You yeah. as a as an individual have the right to stay home. But if you want to open your business and you want to go out there and still be safe, let the people live their fucking life. Exactly. I don't understand why. What's why you're being so stubborn? I just don't understand it. I don't you know understand what? it anymore, Ange. At a certain point, people will just say, the hell with this. Whether the government says it or not, we're all going to do it. Fine us all. We're going to all contest these uh, these fines. You're going to be in court till 2026. Yeah. What do you think? All these people, like the Laval Bordel there, that they did the drifting and everything, all these people that are getting those $1,000 tickets, they're all contesting it. No one's going to pay. I create a mass log with all these uh, court cases. Who's even going to court right now? You're right. No one's going to. They're never going to end up paying it. Even if they do, they'll probably uh, maybe get a lawyer and pay a couple hundred bucks, whatever. But the point is, you create this mass confusion. What are they going to do? They're going to find everybody. And our court, our court system is already two to three years behind. Two to three <laughs> years behind. Add you, and you said a perfect thing. Like, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really disappointed in the gyms. Remember the gyms, the coalition of gyms said that they were going to open no matter what, and then they backed out last minute. They yeah. should have fucking done it because yeah. if then if they would have all gotten um, uh, a fine, no one was going to pay. Wow. Bring them, go to court. Who's going to have time? By the time you go to court, COVID's going to be over. Number one. Number two. You're never going to go to court because it's going to be thrown out of court. Yeah, of course. All right? Because the government's not going to pursue it. No. Okay? And once again, but my point here, just to go back to what I was saying before in terms of my plan and how we should the how we should we work this. Guys, they say every great pandemic historically happens every 100 years, give or take. Right, the Spanish flu was about 100, 106 years ago, and every great pandemic has taken approximately eighteen months, a year and a half, to follow its course. Pretty You're much. not going to stop it, guys. Eighteen months brings us to summer. So no matter what we do, the numbers are going to be what they are. Let it be. By summer, we'll have either it's going to run its course, plus we'll probably have a virus, uh, a vaccine. Yeah. Why are you causing these problems? Depression, bankruptcy. I don't know if I'm going to have my job. Anxiety with something that's going to, when something that's going to end. And think about it. How many, how many deaths were there in Quebec? 9,000, I think. Yeah, I think that's, those are the numbers. In, okay. So in Canada, well, you don't know the number for Canada? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Okay. But anyways, just to say for 9,000, you know, I understand one debt is 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 too much, right? But you got to look at the balance. Yeah. The pros and the cons. Okay? Yeah. You are ruining the, this economy for God knows how long. You're ruining our mental health for God knows how long. Okay? It's a flu. Everybody gets flus, right? It, you could die just as fast off a regular flu. Right, and I see people catching the flu, and they think it's look. There's this panic mode going, and everybody's going to get tested, and that's what's bringing the numbers up. You see more numbers up because everybody's going to get tested, and that's and fine because because less people are dying anyway, which is okay. What I find they should do, 
Okay, instead of giving the the number of cases of oh yeah he was tested positive, like I could there could be someone that was tested positive at home playing PS Five, uh, you know, all, all worried. I'm yeah. saying put the number of the people that are hospitalized on there, and then you'll get a better idea of the impact. Because how many the case it could be asymptomatic? Yeah, and how many people have recovered? Why do we always have to be negative? This is another thing. Why do we always have to be negative? Tell me how many people have have, have survived. That's right question, Luigi. The news, CNN. Uh, uh, okay, now they're talking about Trump. But before that, what were they talking about? COVID. Then they the went the- to Black Lives Matter. And then before that, it was COVID again. Yeah. So uh, they're going to go with the, the hot topic. They're going to go with what sells. And you know what? I'm going to bring up a little conspiracy here. Why not? Let's put it in a bit. Put it the in. Election, okay? Don't you think it was the dragged what- on, on purpose, Luigi? The what? Sorry, the just uh, I missed you. The American the, election. Yes. Don't you think it's a bit suspicious that they dragged on this election to how many days? A week, maybe. Oh sure, absolutely, yeah. Okay, I, if people are watching it day one, you're gonna get the best ratings of the year, right? The election, right? So the second day, everybody's tuned in again because they want to know who's gonna win. The third day, the same thing. You know how much they're getting? Their ratings are going up and everything. To me, it's all about that they want to keep the the headline. The headline. Absolutely. How many times did you did you tap CNN to go see what they're talking about about Trump and who won? Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. And just just on that note, uh, Jenny, that's had a lot of good uh, comments. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Jenny Duhame, guys. (laughs) Yes, uh, Jenny Duhame says in Quebec, as of November eleventh, one hundred and nineteen thousand for Canada, two hundred eighty-two thousand, and two hundred twenty-seven recovered, ten thousand seven hundred sixty-eight deaths. Okay. All right. So that's uh, the majority of them coming in Quebec, of course. Yeah. Um, but yes, Jenny, just to, to answer your question before, um, vaccines, yes, take at least 10 years before it is approved and accepted to be true. Wow. Yes, I know that because the, the tests that have to be done, uh, obviously they're, they're... Guys, listen, If what we could learn from this is, I don't know if you guys know when the big scare was for the H1N1. The government invested, I don't know how many billions of dollars in vaccines that were literally left and that rotted that no one took because as I said, guys, okay. As I said, viruses go, come and go, they mutate, they change, and they're going to go. And this is going to be the same thing. By the time this fucking vaccine is ready, it's going to be gone. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, it's been proven time and time again. And to answer your question again, what is a great pandemic? I'm saying a great pandemic is when I was, I was alluding to the Spanish flu, of course, where millions died. Um, So, yeah. So I think all I'm saying is we're doing all this. We're we're causing more damage than than good. And I truly believe that. And I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Um, uh, Luigi, you know, in in March, I thought it was going to be two weeks. In April, I said this thing's going to be longer. But I thought maybe by July, we'll be okay. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was just. I'm not experienced in these pandemic. Like I said, the last pandemic was the Spanish flu, but well, yeah, no one is in my yeah. head, just thinking like we were not used to this, like having a year, two year long thing. Like me in my head by July, everything's going to be open. We're going to have a vaccine, whatever. But then later on, as May came, then they started talking about the vaccine. I said, Oh God, we're in this for at least two years. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm talking about the vaccine now, whether it's going to die down or not the virus it's always going to be there. It'll probably end up being a hospital-acquired infection one day. Like, you'll see a couple of people that are going to have it once we have a vaccine and everything. But what I'm scared for, Luigi, before I say you got to say something, but be- before you say anything, no, no. 
What I'm scared for, okay, is next summer. That's what I'm scared for. Because what happened last summer? Yeah. The cases went down. In August, we had, I think, 200 cases a day. Yep. Look where we're at now. That's what I'm trying to say. In the summer, it's hot. Uh, you're outside. It's not, you know, it doesn't uh, transmit as much. But yes. let me tell you, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, wait till Christmas. You're going to see the cases per day go up drastically. Especially because here. The more people that have the flu, the more people that are hospitalized, the more people are exposed to COVID. Absolutely. Because they, they do say that um, heat and sunlight kills the germ. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's true. That's true, but uh, is that proven? Yes, it's been proven. Yes, it's been proven. Um, so so, and also like you said, you could maintain more distance when it's nice and it's summer and you're outside and you're outdoors and uh, you're not in close quarters. The ventilation is not an issue, right? As you said before, you alluded to before in terms of schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, Anj, this is just uh, it, it's an ongoing thing. And I have a feeling that we're just going to be bitching like this until until one day they give in. But at that point, it's going to be gone, and the and damage is already bad for us. Well, uh, Luigi, like okay, I, like there's people that lost their jobs. I understand. There's people that need work uh, in other industries. I feel bad also for the the people in the theater, people, yeah. uh, the people that like I'm talking about the people that are in Toronto, like just starting off, like small roles, whatever they did. Uh, comedians, all the people that rely on big events, the DJs, the halls, uh, I can name whatever, big event, a World Cup, this cup, that cup. Like, I feel bad for those people that rely on big events. If you can't have a big event, they're finished. That's the problem. Yeah. I feel bad for those people. Because uh, when are we going to allow uh, be allowed to have those 250 people again? We tried it. It didn't work, right? Yeah. Um, well, it didn't work, but that was obviously not even the issue. It wasn't even the source of the problem. No one knows where the source of the problem is, honestly, because it's it's going to happen no matter what. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, and yes, uh, exactly like you, I do feel the exact same way. I really do. Uh, my heart goes out to all those people in the business of large gatherings. And amongst them, I'm not sure if you know, my best friends are reception hall owners. I actually uh, watched that podcast and I really liked the Luigi. Like, uh, what's yeah. his name? Mario Vino? Uh, Mario Vino is the owner of uh, Salumi Vino in uh, right. Old Montreal. I had Steve from um, uh, Stogie's cool. yeah. Cigar Lounge and my best uh, best friend, Angelo Amoconi from Embassy Plaza. Yeah, he actually and, followed me. I saw yeah, he has the halls and everything. Yeah, so that's my my best friend since we were kids. And uh, yeah, my uh, my heart bleeds, man. It really does. It really does because I know I'm how hard these guys do. what's going to happen eh, with this. Uh, yeah, because the is, are they really going to bail them out? That's the question. So uh, far, they did the budget today. They did the budget today. They didn't. They didn't announce anything about that. So. No, they're they're not gonna. This this. this listen, Andrew, we're already bankrupt. Okay, let's let's. This is where now. This is, this is my niche. Our 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 kids, 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 kids are not even gonna pay for this disaster that our fucking drama teacher, prime minister, okay, <laughs> drama teacher turned prime minister. Uh, the mess that he's caused for us, but it's, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. Forget it, uh, because it's 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 a, it's like beating a dead horse. I've I've been through that, I've, and it's it's not gonna just. Let's just hope, like Dario says, that him, Marwa are all out the next elections. Let's pray to God that that could happen. I pray, I pray every night. I pray every night to the Lord Jesus that He does this for us. Um, last topic. Okay. <laughs> 
probably that's going to send me again in another tangent that, that... I have a feeling of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, the, 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 the new, the new Quebec Liberal Party leader, Dominique Anglade, um, did her best impression of cowtailing two separatists and to buy the votes to prepare themselves for the for the upcoming uh, provincial uh, elections, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, she says that Quebec liberals have to push Canada for more powers, okay? No, Reno, I can't breathe. Uh, I'm too upset. <laughs> now, now it's going to get worse. Twenty-five, <laughs> yeah, 25 years after the referendum, Quebec needs not to abandon its legitimate demands or allow a boundless expansion of federal uh, powers. In an open letter ahead of the October 30th, 1995 anniversary, Anglad said, despite some progress, there is still something that feels unfinished when it comes to Quebec's rightful place within Canada. Quebec needs not abandon its legitimate demands or allow boundless expansion of federal powers. As for me, I advocate for a distinct position for Canada within a Canadian federation. For the love of fucking Jesus Christ, man, you have a liberal leader. Okay, yeah. already we're reduced to nothing. When I say we, the English minority community in Montreal, we're reduced to nothing. We've lost everything. And here she is, a liberal meeting that's always been our haven that we could say, oh, we could at least rely on the liberals, even though they're full of shit, even though they're the ones that brought in the fucking OQLF and Bill 101 to appease the separatists back then, right? Yeah. To say, oh, they're our only chance of semi-quasi trying to keep our rights within Canada. Okay? What the... Honey, bedrame, it's 2020. What the fuck else do you want? Distinct society. You're still talking about that Quebec didn't sign the Constitution. Who gives a fucking rights ass that they didn't sign the Constitution? It's over. Now, and why, why I get upset is that this is so... It's so irresponsible of her. And this is how I see it. And I'm going to tell you why it's so irresponsible of her. And no, I'm, I, yeah, yes, I'm pissed off again, Dario. Why it's irresponsible of her is because, you know why? Because everyone sees, this is just a way of her going and get more votes. But everyone knows that, you know what? All the younger generation today don't give a fuck about English or French anymore in Quebec. It's gone. It's finished. Le mouvement là, c'est fini, guys. It's over. <laughs> All people care about is getting through this fucking pandemic, working, making enough money, and having a good life. No one gives a shit about Bill 101. No one gives a shit about French or English anymore, guys. You understand? And she bringing this up is like opening up Pandora's box. That's why I'm fucking pissed. Okay, my rant is over. <laughs> oh, my God, Luigi. This is the Luigi I love to... Like That's very entertaining, my friend. This is why I watch... And, I, and this is why I watch the Nobody's Safe Here podcast. Remember that? <laughs> yes. I watch this guy from zero minutes, zero, zero, zero to one, one hour or whatever it was. Awesome. <laughs> um, how, do, how do you see that? How do, how do you, what's your take on that? Well, let's be honest, Luigi. Whether you're in the Liberal Party, whether you're in Quebec Solidarity or whatever, you always, always have to appease to the separatist uh, followers, right? And that is a lame, ditch attempt to get their vote. Plain and simple. And yep. you know what I find disgusting is that you cannot compare Quebec to Flo- like a state in Florida or uh, like there's no comparable to Quebec. It's just so, I don't even know if we're allowed to swear here, but effed up, you know, like. I haven't stopped swearing for the 
Okay, I don't know. Really, uh, because on my podcast, on, on YouTube, I'm trying to get the ads there. Also, it turns yellow, and then you don't get monetized. Nah, that's okay. Go. You can swear all you want. It's more like Spotify, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude, uh, just I, I don't know why that. Like I said, you know, I see that you know a lot about the politics. Like, you're just bringing up about the Constitution that they didn't sign it. Uh, yeah. Wow, like you brought up details. Like, uh, you said that the, the liberals created the OLF. Is that correct? The liberals, uh, Robert Barassa's uh, government, yeah, cr- basically are the ones that introduced. A lot of people don't know this, okay? Um, they don't know that Robert Barassa's government, to appease again the separatists, so that was even a bigger, uh, a bigger movement back then after Rene Levesque, right? During the, the time of Rene Levesque, which was uh, a great leader, yeah. whether you know whether or not he was a he was the last, basically, the only good PQ leader that ever existed. Okay, let's put it that way. Um, they created Bill 101 to appease the separatists. Yes, guys. A liberal government are the ones that created Bill 101. So I know. I know sometimes a lot of people that don't know, know it. That, dude. I'm telling you right now, I did not know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it. It. Uh, I know it hurts. And uh, I've, I know I've, I've said this again at nauseum, but it just unfortunately, Ange, that n- no politician will ever have the balls to reopen 101, yeah. to either uh, to, 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 to relax it, to, to abolish it. No, because they always say that that's committing political suicide. And everyone knows that every politician looks out uh, after their own ass because what they want to do is all they want to do is get reelected in two terms. Because when you get it reelected in two terms, you get a pension for life. Exactly. So I'm getting a little bit of a, I'm doing a little bit of a history lesson here, political, my political science. Hearing this. Yeah. So that's all they're doing because they don't give a fuck about me or you. They don't give a fuck about English or French. They don't give a fuck about nothing. All they care about is getting reelected, getting reelected, getting their back to back terms and getting their pension. That's all they give a shit about. And, or someone like Lucien Bouchard or, or, um, Jacques Parizeau, that other fat bastard, uh, may he rest in peace. Um, you know, um, all they cared about was 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 being was being the first one to lead their country to separatists and to have their own country. And these are the biggest hypocrites of them all because you ask them, they personally were educated in the financial English schools all over the world. Their kids went to the most private and prestigious schools in the states and in Europe and Oxford and yeah. England. And then you turn around, you keep your population so fucking stupid by 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 keeping this law that you could only your population has to could only speak French, and you're just purposely keeping your your population stupid. Yeah, exactly. So so th- there you go. That's 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 in a nutshell. That's how I feel about it. And here you have this shameless new leader. Um, uh, you know, Dario Vitalis, what does he say? He says, if Anglad keeps pushing that shit, you watch it backfire on the libs re-electing Cac Luigi Costanza. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with, with Dario. You know, uh, Joe Bentivenia, my good friend, says, calm, hello. Shout out to Joe Bentivenia. No, Joe, it's it's too late now. I already lost my shit. <laughs> By the way, Luigi, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but the mm-hmm. loi de la laïcité. You want to talk about that, uh, Luigi? La quoi? La quoi, excuse-moi? La loi, la, the, the, the religious symbol law. What bill is that again? Bill 21. You want to talk about Bill 21? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let me... Uh, well, it, when did it get... In, uh, when was it implemented? It was implemented recently, right? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, I want to know what, first of all, I want to know what you think about it so I can comment after. What do you think about it? Um, okay. <laughs> this one's a tough one. Um, I could understand the government wanting to separate um, church, religious beliefs, and state. Okay? I have a problem when the government is going to tell you what you could wear. Yeah. Whether it be clothing or whether it be a religious symbol, whether I choose to wear a cross around my neck, uh, whether it's a kippah if you're Jewish, whether yeah. it's a veil if you're if you're if you're Muslim, um, that's when it's infringing really um, on 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 the person's rights. And yeah. I'm sorry, um, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't um, take away the ability of a police officer or a teacher or a gardeni worker or anybody working in government whether or not they have a cross or they have a kippa or they have a, a veil or whatever it may be mm -hmm. um so to me um it's a completely useless That's useless right. useless law that has no purpose i don't see any good coming of this at all mm -hmm. um and I don't know. It's 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 racist. It's useless. There's so much more of the things that we should be concentrating on, uh, except on what your fucking government employees are wearing at work. Come on, man, get a grip. Seriously, what's your take on that? You know what? I, I agree exactly, one hundred percent, word for word, what you said. Uh, I mean, why? Just why? Why do you have to do that? I mean, especially during a pandemic, you have to push this bill. <laughs> Like, what difference does it make? Seriously. And I saw there was a couple of, like, I know there's a big movement against it. And trust me, they're going to take it to the Supreme Court. Okay? But I saw a couple of people, actually, and they were saying, oh, no, I don't want my son or daughter to be taught by a teacher wearing a hijab. Imagine. Like, and we're in 2020, by the way. And I know it's a crazy year, but still, yeah. let's have a bit of common sense here. You know? It, it, to me, it's completely useless. It's racist. Who cares? You know, now they're gonna say they're gonna say uh, with soccer, it's about safety. Remember they were saying that? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I don't know. I, but at the end of the day, uh, you remember back in the days? I'm sure when you were in school, you had a father, right? Yes. Oh, you did have a father. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you go to Laurier, Luigi? Yes, I went to Laurier McDonald. Yeah. Did you have Father Gagne? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, it's a long time ago, bro. <laughs> My dad had Father Gagne. Like he was the the priest in the school. It's okay. just it's so sad you know yeah um, you know it's because that's like i'm catholic right so i'm I, it was a cool thing they used to have you know but you got to understand too that there are other nationalities and other beliefs and everything so uh like why not make everyone wear what they want to wear think about it you know what i mean like uh i understand that before it was very very catholic the schools pretty much they were all catholic it was a sacred heart like it's all if you notice it's all has to do with religion yeah. But at the end of the day, I just find it's completely... Yeah, Father Gagne, uh, Joe Bentevenia said. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. the new decor, yeah. <laughs> uh, Je Jenny brings up, uh, I attended an interfaith conference where the original writers of the bill, uh, I guess we're talking about Bill 101, spoke openly about the fact that it was written, uh, rewritten in contrary to what was proposed and they were angered by the outcome. Jenny, could you just... Uh, is that which bill? 21? Uh, or was that Bill 101? So just, just if you could... Um, shed a little bit more light on that and um joe says he loves the new decor yeah thanks joe <laughs> is it the first time you're using this decor the second time that i used the red uh, the yeah, drapes I, I like, it feels like i'm on stage over here <laughs> uh, 
Dario, uh, yes, Dario did correct me. He said Bill 21 was created by the PQ before the CAC took over. Yeah, you're right. He's totally right. Wow. Uh, so Jenny did answer. Thanks, uh, Jenny. Um, droit de liberté. And by the way, Jenny, let me give you a big round of applause. An Ange clap because uh, she's been she's been really, really insightful. Is she one of your subscribers? Yes, Jenny uh, is one of my uh, supporters. I actually met her through uh, Roberto D'Alessio. Not sure if you know him. Yes, yes, I do know Robert, yeah. Uh, she is actually his agent, so yeah, uh, she's a very, very nice person, Jenny. I had her on with the Daily Struggles cast. Okay, so we, had a, we had a lot of fun. So she was saying droit de liberté. Yeah, but basically the the uh, the Bill Twenty One is, is yeah. So that's what she was saying is that she she that it was like a lot of a lot of a lot of bills uh, uh, were 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 changed. Um, you know when they when you talk about when you go back to the the night of the. The long knives. Uh, we're going back when the, the Rain Levesque days, when when Canada didn't sign, when Quebec didn't sign the Constitution, they basically backdoored them. Uh, when this is Michelin Accord, and for, anyway, we're going to go into political science one on one. But uh, this that happens often. That happens often. And uh, Jenny, yeah, call me if if I could have my own show. You never know. So she's an agent. <laughs> she's a talent agent. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so um yeah uh i i no i i don't see i don't see any good of this uh, and i i really don't understand that there's so many more so many more important things that need to be to be fixed and to be uh looked at and to be changed uh from our education system to our healthcare system primarily those two and needless uh, needless do i say uh, our infrastructure uh but yet you're caring about what a person is wearing in a religious a symbol yeah. come on man guys you know they are Luigi, the distractions that's what they're called they are Ange. but you know what and i'm gonna say this and i'm probably gonna get in trouble for it but no i'm not gonna get in trouble i could understand and i'm not saying that i'm i'm a i'm a trump supporter okay hear him hear me out okay i could understand how 70 million people could vote for him and i'm gonna tell you why it's very simple guys you know what i'm fed up of i'm fed up of a politician with their cookie cutter answers and voting towards whatever their party says. That's what I'm fed up of. I'm fed up of career politicians, right? That always have the the the, the proper thing to say and the pay, the picture with the baby or the puppy in their hand. I'm fed up of that. Give me a right answer. Yeah. Give me, you know what, Luigi? I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. We left, we left Quebec in shambles. We didn't spend any money in infrastructure. We're going to try to fix it. You know what, Luigi? We fucked up education. We're going to try to change education. We're going to try to put a little bit more money here. You know what, Luigi? We fucked up on healthcare. Our hospitals are in shambles. We're going to try to fix it. That's what I want to hear. Be honest to me. Be honest with me. Don't give me the answer that I don't want to hear. We see, we see money being, we see that they have money to throw. But what is, where's the action? Where's the action? There is none. And if there is, it's in the wrong place. Exactly. It's always misguided. It's always misguided and it's always in the wrong direction. And it's in, it's stuff that, like you said, it's it's always that, it's like a smoke screen, right? Let me show them this to take their, their mind off this. You know, yeah. the rest of the fucking province is falling apart. But let me introduce Bill 21. Because the people are going to going to be so up in arms about that. They're going to go crazy about that. They're going to concentrate on that. And they're going to forget about that. We have 5 million cones all over the, the country, uh, all over specific, the province. Uh, these are these are made to get specific voters, right? Yeah. yeah so you're absolutely. appealing to people who want to protect the, the French language. You understand? And there, in Quebec, obviously, there's a lot, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw on the news what happened at the hospital. Uh, 
they were uh, one of the patients was upset that she couldn't get service in English. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. If oh yeah, I've done. Trust me, I've done a lot of podcasts on that in terms of uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. we, we listen. We we could talk about that until we're blue in the face, and we can. And as I say, guys, I'm not. As I get older, I understand that I live in a in 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 a French speaking predominantly. Um, I understand that they want to protect their language and their culture. Uh, I speak French, so I have no excuses. But th th there's limits, guys. There's really limits on what you could do and what you could say, and 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 at the risk of the minority of the anglophone community in Montreal. Um, but you know what, Ange, no one cares, and we have a lot ourselves to blame because we've never done anything. We haven't done anything, and it's come. It's going to come to the point that we're going to be. There's going to be not many of us left. Not many but honestly, of us left. Uh, Luigi, if you look in history, like in Montreal, uh, like I'm talking back in the days, like maybe I don't know if it was the 50s, 40s. Like all the signs were in English. All the companies were here because you were allowed to. Now, what actually what you mentioned in that article about Anglade is that she wants to make uh, trademarks have to respect the rule of the uh, of the French law, the yeah. one one So imagine, she wants to force Walmart to change it to Magazine Walmart or, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Burger yeah. King, Hamburg, uh, Burger King, whatever. Yeah. You know? So that's crazy. To to have the power to touch, obviously she's not going to get it. She just wants to appeal to the, the people that are upset. They live in their house and they're like, how come uh, McDonald's isn't in front? Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's the classic, uh, it's the classic, um, you know, let me let me promise everything and then, then I never deliver, right? A classic example of that was when Trudeau was running, his platform was that he was he was voting for electoral reform. He didn't do fuck all. He didn't do fuck all. He says, oh, we looked at it and we don't think it's a good idea. Bullshit. You just said it because you know enough about politics to know that. It's all a click. Okay? If you go into one, like an office and you see, like, let's say, a government office, and you see all the the pictures of 2016, who was the mayor, who was uh, the committee member of this, they're all there. You'll see that that there. You'll see Trudeau there. They all get yeah. their turn. It's incredible, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just like and us, friends, we shout each other out. Them, it's the same thing. Yeah, but the, the the problem is that they have control over our lives, right? They have a direct impact over our lives. That's the difference. Me and yeah. you have no, we have no impact on what we say or do. That's true. That's the big difference, right? My buddy Tony Chichi says Freudian slip. Luigi called Quebec a country. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jenny says those are actual names. How do you translate that? People have to think rationally. Uh, well, when it comes to when it comes to politics uh, and rationality, rationality um, goes out the window. So, uh, you know, like, like I said, the day that you become, I'm convinced that the day you become a politician, the, day, the first day that you walk into parliament, as soon as you walk in, it's like your head gets detached and all your common sense and, yeah. and, 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 re and reasonability goes out the window. You leave it outside yeah. because you, once you cross those doors, you become a robot, right? You become a robot of your party and you become a robot of whatever is going to keep you in office. So um, on that note, Ange, I think we 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 had a great show. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got worked up tonight. You got me worked up tonight, Ange. Yeah, but you know what though? I feed it because I like to see you worked up. That's like <laughs> signature Luigi Constanzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You got me worked up tonight. I haven't been worked up like this. <laughs> yeah, you haven't haven't been worked up on on this in a while. Um, so 
I want to, first of all, thank all the viewers tonight. We had a really great interaction tonight, uh, particularly, you know, Dario, Joe, Betivenia, Jenny, Tony Cheech, uh, all the guys watching and 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 people uh, commenting. And I really appreciate your support, guys. And thank you also, the viewers from Ange that were on. I really appreciate you guys being here, supporting Ange as well. Uh, Ange, I want to thank you very much. It's been a blast. Uh, thank you so much. I, you know, I'm here. I'm ready. We're ready to talk and go on uh, the next uh, rant. So tell everybody uh, where they could find your 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 stuff, your your social media. Okay, so guys, I, I do have Instagram. It's at the Ange TV Show. That's uh, T H E A N G E TV Show. Mm -hmm. And my YouTube account is the Ange TV Show. That's the space Ange space TV space show. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. YouTube, for sure, with the hashtag. Uh, so once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate and stay on. We'll, we'll chit-chat a little bit after. Sure. Guys, thanks so much. Have a great evening. And remember, guys, please be good to each other, all right? Yeah. Take care, everyone. Ciao, guys. Have a good Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.